Smith has it. Knicks down three. Should the Bulls foul? No. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes down, and the game is tied. All right, recording this 624. Me and Nolan are back on the pod. It's been a long time since me and Nolan been back on the pod. I think two weeks, maybe two, three weeks. Nolan, tell them, man, where you been at, man? Oh, what's up, man? Good to see you. Uh, you know, I uh, just got back from vacation, went down to Asheville for a few days and spent a week down in Myrtle. So refreshed and uh, ready to talk some Knicks hoops and hoops in general. How you been, buddy? I can't complain, man. I can't complain. You know, I went to a few concerts. Try to enjoy the, the, the end of my summer, really, before class starts. Yeah, yeah. When's that start up for you? Uh, it's already started. Like, oh, uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, at, at last weekend, I, I went to uh, travel, actually, to Connecticut. Went to uh, went to a show, uh, Conway the Machine. I don't know if you're familiar with uh no, I don't know him personally, but uh, dope rapper, dope rapper. I gotta, I gotta, yeah, I gotta put you on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, watching watching the NBA, uh, you know, we could open up the conversation. You know, recently, uh, Michael Porter Jr. got excess of two hundred million dollars with the incentives. Uh, you know, max contract uh, extension to his rookie deal. Uh, I I love Michael Porter Jr., but man. I think this might be a little a year too early. Um, his numbers offensively, he's extremely uh, efficient with the three point line. Uh, got way better uh, creating his shot, playing off of Jokic when uh, Murray, uh, you know, went down with that ACL injury. But defensively, he's still turnstile. He still needs to, you know, develop defensively. But uh, I can't complain, you know, with. Denver, you know, they they pretty much got their team set. They just extended uh, Aaron Gordon. So we'll see how they be in the future. But what was your thoughts on the contract extension? Well, with the contract extension, my first thought was, wow, that's like a lot of money. Yeah. You know, um, don't get me wrong. You said as a, like Knicks fans, like we've watched Michael Porter Jr.'s career in comparison to Kevin Knox with like great envy and like we would wish we could take that pick back like a million times over. But I mean, for him to be making more than Julius Randle will be making next year, like it's just making, like it, I can't justify that. I can't, there's too much risk with the injury. I just saw it came out like four hours ago. He said he doesn't feel comfortable taking the vaccine. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about any of this vaccine stuff. You know, maybe this small group of players finds a way around it, but it seems right now like the NBA isn't willing to budge. And I know that's not something you should take into consideration when signing like a long-term contract like they did with Porter Jr. But I guess if you're a team like Denver and you're already basically at your cap signing a young guy who's been very promising to a long-term deal is something you kind of have to make as a small market team. You know, you have to kind of keep your own guys and develop them internally. No, yeah, I hundred percent agree. Uh, you know, we've seen, especially with Denver, you know, like you said, the homegrown talent, you know, they extended Murray, you know, they gave Jokic that big deal last off season. So it, it, it's good, you know, especially coming from, you know, Knicks fans. We want to see that. We want to give our guys extensions. You know, we were hopeful with uh, Frank. We were hopeful with Knox. Uh, hopefully RJ gets uh, gets the bag. You know, I, I hope that for him, for all that work he put in. But, yeah. man, I, I'm right there with you, man. That see, that's is, the thing you said, like, even like you said at the beginning, that you were like, you said, you think this deal was like one year too early? Yeah. But yeah. that's the thing. It's like he's on – Kevin Knox contract basically so like after this year he's, he would have been an unrestricted free agent if you would let him walk so it's like kind of almost had to make a deal yeah yeah um if you're if you're the Denver front office do you do that Nolan knowing that like you got to do a deal or you just you know you, you roll your cards you got to think man because uh last playoffs you know the back the back is still a thing. The back is definitely still Very a thing. Very much still a thing. It's always yeah. going to be a thing until it's not. Which, <laughs> yeah, which I mean, it isn't the most fair thing to say, but I mean, the way he moves on defense and the way he kind of struggles to create his own shot sometimes are definitely issues to watch. And like, I mean, don't get me wrong, we've seen an NBA cap's probably going to go up in the next two years. So 
his contract might not look as bad in two years. But as of right now, it feels like a little bit of a risky overpay, but I still think, again, it's, it's what you do if you're Denver because there's only so much you can do to improve your team right now. And sometimes the best way you can improve your team is keeping your core pieces together. And if that's what they see Michael Porter Jr. as, then I think they made the right move. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. You got to do it. You, you have to do it. Um, you know, switching over to another team on the West, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota decided to fire their GM, uh, you know, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I was doing my research, reading articles and checking out, like, what happened? Like, why did they let him go after uh, he did all the moves, uh, drafted the guys, uh, <coughs> signed free agents, did trades? Like, this is his thrust. You know, even back to the D-Lo thing, you know, we, we don't know what, what that is fully. And uh, it seems like, you know, he had affairs with other females, other females in the front office. And uh, he was uh, creating a little bit of a toxic environment. Uh, it seemed like he banned uh, another of, like high ranking official from coming into the office. Uh, he, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It's a lot of drama in that front office. And I, and uh, Chris Vernon said this on a mismatch uh, yesterday. It's going to get worse before it gets better with new ownership. And they're going to have to clean out house again and bring in their guys. Uh, you know, Chris Finch, the way they brought him in last year in the middle of the year when they had, you know, an assistant coach that's been there for years. That was another insane situation. I don't understand how the Towns is <laughs> sane in a situation. You ever seen that meme with the dog? He's sitting down in the chair with, with the fire flames all over him. He's like, yo, this is okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Towns right now. <laughs> that's definitely Garani Towns, man. That's anybody that has to play in Minnesota that long. That's it's a tough spot to be in. But go just speaking on the GM particularly, I mean, it just feels like something that would happen to the Knicks. It just feels like a headline that we would have had to deal with in other years. And it's just so refreshing to be on the outside watching all the other teams dramas that play out for once the Ben Simmons stuff but just like the fact that he, like he said he was allowed to make the Patrick Beverly trade and sign a first round pick and then just six days before training camp that you fire him completely it just seems like nobody knows what direction they're going in right now even at the top so I'm interested to see how long Carl Anthony Towns is patient there. I mean, obviously, him and Tibbs have not a bad relationship. I mean, I remember people saying, like, it's not as bad as people made it out to be whenever uh, he left Minnesota. But I, I don't see Towns coming to the Knicks or anything like that. But, I mean, I would, I would kick some tires at least. No, for sure, for sure. I remember uh, texting you, uh, asking you, like, when, when this drama came up, like, what would you give up for Towns? And you said pretty much anything except for RJ and Julius Randle. And I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's definitely, uh, offensively at least, uh, he's proven that he's a superstar offensively. And, you know, he could handle some of that load. But <clears throat> the thing, I think they have a little bit more time with Towns just off the fact that D'Lo is there and they haven't really seen a full season of them playing together. So I think, you know, they got maybe two more, maybe, maybe two more years with, with Towns. I, I don't think that ship has sailed 100% yet. Uh, it, with the new ownership coming in, hopefully things get better. How do you see them, you know, competing next season, this, this upcoming season? Honestly, the thing that confuses me the most is just it seems like part of this firing I'm re I was reading had might have had something to do with the D'Angelo Russell trade. Did you read that or am I just I, I I read that maybe it has something to do with the Simmons thing. I don't know about the D'Lo thing because you know they gave up Wiggins. I'm pretty sure like yeah, know, Wiggins in a first. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like three fourths of that organization was already done with Wiggins. At that point. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you, much. It's hard to say who won that trade, though, right? I mean, if you're yeah, the, it's still not. It's you know that it, it's still I, not over with. I'm, I'm leaning. I mean, you have to go towards the Warriors right now because, like, at least Wiggins has played and contributed at like a meaningful level, whereas we just really haven't seen a lot of D'Lo. But uh, with the vaccine nonsense, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know, man. We'll see what happens with all that, but. 
man, it's it's a mess over there. I don't I, it, as far as where I see them competing in the West. I still don't see them as a playoff team in the West. The West is just too good. It's too deep. And, I mean, unless you see a player like Anthony Edwards or something take a really big leap or or D'Angelo Russell really come back to, like, all-star form, then I I don't see them in the top ten in the West. Do you? Man, um, you know, I I like this roster. I'm not going to lie, but – I don't, I don't know. Maybe a playing team. Maybe they fight like at bare minimum. That uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think at most they fight for a playing spot, bro. Uh, I think defensively they still got a whole lot of question marks. Uh, defensively, uh, they oh, they sure. got they got your good young pieces. Uh, we got to see the jump that Edwards has. Uh, me and you are very high on him. We think you know he could be somebody in this league. But do you think? I think so. What do you think? He'll start at three, then Malik Beasley will start at two. I definitely think they'll do something like that. It's hard. Like, what else do you do? Because that's you, what I mean. Yeah. 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 Like and that's and that's where I think with most of the defensive issues, because you know, the two and the three, man, in today's NBA, yeah, if you're undersized there, you're gonna get. Yeah, if you know my model, you know my model. <laughs> so it, defensively, they got a whole bunch of question marks. They're definitely gonna be fun. Definitely gonna be tuning in. Uh in league pass to see how they're doing but yeah i feel like they'll be one of those teams that can if they show up and like things are clicking for them they can run with pretty much anybody they have enough like offensive firepower to do that for one game but if you get a night where say uh anthony edwards is struggling to shoot or carl anthony towns is in foul trouble then i just don't know if the depth's there to keep them into that race but yeah i mean i guess ceiling for them would be yeah, like you said a uh playing team and, and when chris finch did take over uh it seems like they played way better the second half of the season uh when he came in and started implementing some of his concepts uh i've heard great things about uh chris finch and his time with toronto's his time i, I believe with philly as well so we'll see how that goes uh trusted nba coach around the league but yeah yeah pretty much playing 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 um last thing i wanted to talk about before we have uh predictions for next season awards is the ben simmons thing man and another chapter to the saga uh it seems like players try to meet up with him uh you know he wasn't having it told him to not even take the flight over here seems like he's willing to not get paid this year he's old an excess of 30 plus million dollars. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but it seems like Rich Paul and Ben Simmons are pretty adamant about we're, we're just not putting on the Philly jersey anymore. I don't care if it's training camp, media day, preseason, like it's over with. I kind of seen this coming after the Doc Rivers comments and then he tried to go on ESPN and try to clean it up. Like, so uh, sad, man. Man, they, man, they're trying to, they're really trying to clean it up. They're trying to add value, more trade value to him. Yeah, and it makes sense from that aspect. You know, trying to make your valuable or your asset as valuable as possible. But at this point, so much damage is done. You you can only really do so much. And it's going to come down to a game of chicken. See if Philly's going to really wait and not pay him until they find the right move, or if they're going to get desperate to make a move uh, right away. I really think it probably goes into the start of the season and it depends on how they start off. If they start off and, you know, they look like they're a good team without them, maybe they settle for a lesser package. Maybe that makes them want to push for more. But I think if they go out and they have a really slow start, that's going to put them in a really bad spot because then all the leverage goes to Simmons. So, I mean, something's, something's bound to happen here soon. Just not exactly sure when yet, but it's, it's going to be interesting. And and to keep it real, I don't see I don't see how they don't go to it. How don't how they don't start like slow. You know what I mean? And unless Embiid, you know, averages forty points a game and fifteen rebounds and three blocks, like I I do not see um, how Philly with all this commotion and you know we got to remember they're not getting anything in return uh, for Simmons if he's absent and you know he plays a big part of that team defensively. You know, he's a huge reason why, you know, they've been one of the best teams defensively. You got to remember his vision. You know, he plays a big part of that team. And I don't see how uh, 
they 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 don't i i was in hoop spaces a few days ago and um and i said like like there's no way like philly does like there's no way and especially with the way the east is shaped up man it it could be a rocky rocky road rocky road uh for philly definitely as as far as like you know do you think he'll really not play the season, Nolan? Like when you hear that, do you do you call his bluff or or, or what's up? I think he'll take it into the season if he has to. I don't think he's. I don't think he would sit out a whole season. But I really don't know at like what point he would, like what the breaking point would be when he comes back. It would be like after the trade deadline. Would he be like, all right, I'm going to come back and just like do the Anthony Davis thing, show up, play a few minutes and be like, just to get his bunny or is he just going to literally hold out the entire time? I don't know. It really depends on the Phillies front office and what they're going to do with the trade and what they're willing to settle for. So, I mean, it's a tough spot to be in, but I couldn't tell you for sure one way or the other, which way do you think about it? (laughs) The way he's acting, man, I don't think he, I don't think he steps foot and what's it called wells fargo arena wells yeah, fargo yeah. i don't think he steps foot in that arena no more bro like i think it's over with i think we i think we're gonna see some unprecedented things uh with this simmons thing and, and I, I saw this on twitter and um i can't i can't agree with this more they said david's this would never happen during the david stern era <laughs> yeah. like gotta agree man david stern was was hard on these players and you know he didn't take no bullshit yeah. And it seems like Adam Silver, you know, he's a little bit more player-friendly, a little bit more lenient. Oh, yeah, we've definitely seen the whole player empowerment thing really come to a – to a Full fruition. Yeah, yeah, full peak here now. And, like, I mean, it's just crazy. A player like Simmons, like, just so young, so much time left on your deal, demanding a trade, and then saying, like, you're not even willing to – come back and play a game like I can't imagine I think you even texted me that this about the game when he goes back to uh Philly oh yeah oh yeah he's gonna get ruthless from those Philly fans that first game it's gonna be there's no way I'm not watching that. I don't care if the Knicks are playing like <laughs> I am watching that game man no that game is going to be epic like LeBron coming back to Cleveland like like you know like it's I want to see one of those. and Georgia or Bede and uh, Simmons chirping at each other that's all that's all I want to see and uh you know uh you know coming out of Simmons camp he was saying you know uh you know another part of the reason why he didn't want to play with the Sixers is because playing with Embiid is you know counterproductive to his skill set and it's like now you finally realize that like I've been preaching you <laughs> and it's like who's 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 the one with the skill set that's like limiting this is it the big man that can shoot threes or is it the point guard who won't shoot yeah <laughs> it's yeah. way more offensive and still yeah yeah you know I, I hopefully he goes to a team where they, they're starting fresh like, you know I, they're starting real fresh and he's able to just you know take those young guys and and, and lead them on i i really want to see what a team led by simmons uh what he, what could it do and uh, that's definitely, you know, hopefully that, you know, th- that comes out of this situation, you know, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, grow- I'm growing up to warm to the idea of him going to Houston. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think it'll happen, but I keep telling my Sixers friends that they're all they're going to get is like John Wall on a first for Simmons. And I mean, if it gets desperate enough, it really might be the best they can get. But man, that would be... That'd be something to see, right? I mean, if we look at the teams, right? If we're looking at the rosters, man, like viable options, like real viable options that that, that are willing to really take his uh, money on and stuff like that. I mean, Minnesota, that that's one team. Uh, the Kings, that's another team. <sighs> if we're not talking about like a like a Dame, Damian Lillard swap, like him just going to a to um, a lottery team, like. Unless, yeah, I mean, unless Dame specifically says he wants to go to Philly, I don't see any way that, that the value matches there. I think if Washington, if I'm them and this Beal situation and I could start fresh with, with Simmons, that's something I would look at. That's something definitely. And I, and I, I text you Detroit. 
the fan base, uh, you know, I, I'm looking at their Twitter, uh, you know, when I said that, and, and they didn't like that idea. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't know. They didn't like that idea. But um, definitely the Washington thing. If they, if the build thing starts to tip over, and you know, Washington ain't coming out the gate strong like you know Washington fans think they are. With you know, the signing with Dinwiddie. Uh, Thomas Bryant coming back another year of Gafford like we'll, we'll see how they do but definitely Washington and if I'm Simmons I'm, I'm in, I want to go to Washington you know yeah yeah even like I said even like Houston like there's a lot of really good young talent on that roster whether it's like Christian Wood whether it's like whoever they drafted this year like I mean there's a lot of players on that team that if you put Simmons around them and like let him run that offense like it's going to be fun basketball to watch regardless of whether it's like takes you to the playoffs year one or not i still think i'd be like a good long-term move for a team like any small market team definitely and if you're starting fresh and you're a small market team and your starting piece is ben simmons shit (laughs) that's the thing though is that i wouldn't i don't think you make the move unless you are a team that has a few other pieces like you know what i mean you got to at least have someone be like a promising up and coming young star at least otherwise it's like are we gonna bring in Simmons and then what like all of a sudden we're gonna hope to bring in other free agents to the small market team that's like never brought in free agents you know what I mean but I don't really mind if I'm like Houston and I'm with I'm with Orlando Ben Simmons is still young I don't mind getting Simmons and losing for a year or two and trying to get some assets trying to draft correctly because he makes everybody better so it's like definitely you know what I mean like 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 if you're one of those teams like if I'm them definitely playing for the long term and you know if this year guy he could be a second best third but whatever you feel like about him but he's definitely a young piece you know Mm -hmm. for sure uh um, switching over topics, uh, we could get to the awards, the predictions. Um, you know, I, I got Vegas Insider pulled up right now, and uh, we could talk about MVP. And uh, the guy with the highest odds is Luka Doncic, uh, and, and then uh, Embiid, and then Durant. But um, if I had to pick myself and predict, you know, who's going to have the biggest, you know, season next year, man, definitely, you know, Devin Booker I'm definitely looking at Devin Booker to have an MVP type season uh you know coming back from the finals hopefully you know that gives him some type of motivation into the offseason and uh he breaks out like you know we didn't know like you know if uh Booker contribute to to you know healthy winning till Chris Paul comes back I think another level of his game uh comes through that too uh another guy uh real quick uh Zach Levine also you know uh, depending on how that Chicago situation goes, uh, if you guys heard me from pat, pat, past podcasts, um, I'm very hopeful for the Chicago situation. And if, if they're winning, uh, I think Zach Levine definitely has a huge part of that. I definitely think there's another part of his, another step to his game that we haven't seen yet. Uh, definitely improving every single year. Uh, what, I, can see him, I can see him being a most improved player. Which is he would have got it set. by now, though. No, but that's the thing is like I feel like yeah, he, like, statistically wise, like yeah, like he, if he was here, he should have got it. Probably should have been like from last year or the previous year to last year was like probably the gap. But I feel like it went really, really under the radar in terms of us like casual like NBA followers that don't really watch Wolves that much is that they didn't really see how good he was. So if they start winning and if you know he's still putting up those numbers like you said like then yeah i i think you could maybe see that that there and most improved just because you know not only you go from like putting up empty stats to putting up empty or to putting up stats on a winning team and i think that makes a big gap as far as the mvp my guess is gonna be paul george i think um i think he's gonna really you know he's gonna go back to kind of like the the pacers paul george he's gonna be the vocal point of that offense this season i don't think uh is playing this year at all so i think he's gonna come up to real high start other guys i mean there's always you know jokic again there's always harden there's always tatum there's plenty of dudes that can win it luca like you said is the favorite but i mean it's 
It's hard to guess, but I mean, I think the I think the storyline is there for Paul George to win it if he puts up the right numbers. You know what type of record the Clippers got to have for Paul George to win that MVP? Like, they're going to have to almost I, not even lose a step, you know, from last year, regular season-wise, you know what I mean? I think record-wise, we might not see that much of a fall-off, honestly. Really, really? You think? I don't know, bro. I, I don't know. I understand Kawhi, you know, he wasn't, you know, the, the main focal point in their regular season uh, activities, you know mm. what I mean? But I don't know, man. I don't know. I definitely see them taking a slide in the West. But definitely interesting to see that. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a great season for them. I mean, interesting season, at least. <laughs> uh, another name that I, I actually uh, don't – oh, I do, I do. Uh, you know, Jason Tatum, my fellow Dookie, I think um, he's definitely going to have – he's definitely going to put up the numbers to be in the conversation. But I think it's all about Boston and their record um, with the addition with Schroeder, you know. They, That'll they, be a they, big part of it for sure. Definitely, definitely, definitely want to see if Tatum could get to that level yet. We, we got to see. Yeah, you got him, Richardson, Brock Canner back. I mean, there's some pieces there. Yeah. Just, yeah. It, again, it's, I think it's going to come down to how much they win. I mean, like last year, I mean, if they come in and are a playing team this year or something, that's going to be a problem. I mean, I, I'm not predicting that for Boston, to be clear, but – they have to put up the amount of wins for Tatum to really be in that MVP conversation. I think it's kind of like the same issue that uh, Paul George might have with the Clippers if they don't win enough games too, you know, just that award just traditionally goes to someone that's like a top seed, seeded team. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, how you feel about Luca? You know, Luca, uh, I think we all could say like, he's going to get one eventually, maybe two, but is this his year with, you know, the pieces around Dallas, the disappointing uh, ending to them? They could have beat the Clippers uh, two years in a row, to be honest. But uh, uh, how, how do you feel about Luca and Dallas's situation, honestly? You know, with Frank, you know, with, with Frankie Smokes. Yeah, long live Frank. Man, I was glad to see you got signed there anywhere, honestly. Yeah. But um, I think Dallas is in the – I don't think they got – really any much better or worse like i think they kind of they didn't really do a lot they brought in what reggie bullock they yeah uh, they didn't really do much nothing like they re-signed yeah. their guys um, that's what i mean yeah they re-signed uh whoever their backup big is whatever whoever their actual center is it's not Przingis. um I don't know. Brunson, he's on his last year. Is he gone now? No, nah, I think no, no. He's definitely uh because I don't remember him like getting an extension. So I, I'm assuming he's on his last year of his deal. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean it sounds like it's pretty much the same team. Um, so I mean we'll see. But Luca can, you know, we've seen he almost like you said, he almost beat the Clippers healthy with Kawhi two years in a row. So with like a team with the Clippers down without Kawhi now, like Who's to say that Dallas won't make that leap? I mean, they definitely have some pieces there. And we all love Reggie. We all we all know of Chris Dobbs and what he is now, which isn't <laughs> isn't much of the player he was when he was in New York. But Luke is one of those players that you saw it in the Olympics. He can just carry his team and put him on his back. And that's pretty much everything the MVP is about. So I mean, if he Again, if Dallas wins enough games, I think he'll definitely have the numbers to, to be in the conversation. Am I wrong for, for thinking Porzingis might have a, a comeback season? I think you're wrong, but <laughs> I'm glad that you're thinking that. Because like, now, it's just in my head. I'm like, you know, like, eventually this guy has to come around, right? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if, like, knees just, like, get better for seven, three people. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> depending on how they use him. I think Rick Carlisle... Uh, I don't know. I think yeah, the coaching he, thing was a, was a thing. They definitely said that. Um, I remember reading Kristaps was looking for a trade until they hired Case or uh, Jason Kidd, and then um, he said that he was getting along well with them. So, well, man, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens with Dallas. Yeah. But uh, you know, we'll see. Um, moving on. Uh, most improved. We could talk about that for a little bit. Um, you know, Vegas Insider has uh, Shy uh, Shy uh, Gildas Alexander as the you know the best odds to win it, following you know Zion, following Michael Porter, and following Kevin Porter Jr., which is you know one of my picks definitely. 
uh we got to see Is how that the him... order yeah yeah exact oh, order wow. yeah yeah he's ahead um, of, ahead of kevin porter jr ahead of a lot of people they have him ahead that. of you know sexton wood triple j who's another one of my picks uh jalen brown they 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 got him you know ahead of a few guys notable guys but yeah, the talent is definitely now. there the, the talent is definitely there i can't complain um you know i wanted to talk about triple j out of memphis i think this is a big year for him um contract year for him um i have high hopes for memphis i do think memphis could avoid that playing spot i, I i'm in a minority with that but I, I do believe in this memphis team the grit the grind uh triple j if he's able to if his offensive game is able to like open up and he's able to average 20 plus like memphis will be a scary team to play um we'll, we'll see how that goes um and also they have, uh, what, Adams now too. Yeah, they have Adams now too. And I think I think we'll see a nice bounce back year for Adams. I think this will be he'll get the most oops he's been thrown to him since playing with Westbrook. So I mean that'll and, be exciting. And the spacing, you know, Zion is an amazing player, superstar guy, but definitely not the ideal fit next to Steven Adams. Yeah, and I think yeah. Triple J's ability to shoot that three at an efficient clip, like you got to be on him. You can't leave him open. You can't leave him open. Oh, yeah, so, you at least respect it. Exactly. So I think that helps Steven Adams and, you know, the John Moran pick and roll, you know, the, I think that helps a lot. It definitely does. And, um, you know, Darius Garland out of Cleveland is definitely a guy I'm looking at. Uh, hopefully, you know, if Cleveland has a, a chance to get in the playoff, uh, play in, uh, you know, conversation, I definitely think Darius Garland is going to have to step his game up to another level. Um, I love his skill set. Like, you know, he has that Terry Rozier, like that. He has that skill set um, that, that I love in an NBA player. But defensively still, I hate his defense. I hate him defensively. Like He can't guard nobody. But, you know, interesting thing. uh I was listening to, uh, I believe it was Bill Sim, uh, Bill Simmons, and he was and uh, Jackie McMullen was there, and she was saying like she was speaking to Steph, and Steph was like, you know, Darius Garland is definitely my favorite young guy. Like he definitely has a bright future ahead of him, and I always thought like you know, after like he's probably the point guard of the future. I don't like Sexton. He's cool, but he's more of a, uh, like a score first kind of guy, uh, like a six man type of guy. I definitely see Garland, you know, manning an offense and you know, shooting the three, extremely efficient. But um, enough about me. Uh, uh, how do you feel about the most improved players, man? Uh, just real quick on um, Garland. Um, I think, like you said, the biggest problem is the defense, and that the fit with him and Sexton is just problematic defensively just because you have no one to stay in front of the two guard there. And I mean, like we said, they have a bunch of forwards and centers that, you know, can be there for rim protection purposes or whatever. But I mean, the way that roster is built out is just still really strange to me, but I do like Darius Garland as a player a whole lot. Um, for most improved, it's hard looking, I'm looking through this list now and like, yeah, right. I mean, like, you know, I, I, mean, I wanted to pick RJ, but, you know, I yeah, don't know how much that's, the that's situation. Where I, was. I was looking at him, and then I'm looking, like, above him, and then there's, like, Fred Van Fleet. And, like, Fred Van Fleet has a better chance of winning, like, <laughs> yeah, most man. improved player than yeah. RJ. Yeah. And there's John Collins up there, but, like, I don't know. I think, if anything, there's going to be more expectations on Collins after signing that huge contract. I don't think that this is the year he'll win most improved player could be fox i like fox a lot and i think he can make a jump this year so i guess that would be my pick if i really had to put my money somewhere but him and and shay and zion that whole group at the top there that's that's gonna be just some really fun players to watch for years regardless of whether i don't think zion will win either most improved just because he's such like a well-known commodity at this point same with Shaq, really, too. I don't know if he's – I think he has enough respect in the NBA that winning most improved player almost like wouldn't feel right. Yeah, yeah definitely, right? That, the, the love for Shaq since – I mean, since Chris Paul has been at OKC has, like, gone crazy. Everybody, I've never seen a guy be like, yo, this guy is like, he's not, you know, as cracked up as he is. You know no, what and I mean? It's, and it's everybody, too. It's, it's like, everybody. It's not like – He's one of those polarizing people where like some people say this, some people think that. It's like, no, like everybody that watches Shay like loves his game. It's like this kid is the real deal. 
Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, a few guys on this list that, you know, that sparked my attention. Uh, Keldon Johnson out of San Antonio. I think they're definitely going to be looking at him to, uh, especially offensively with DeRozan gone and, uh, you know, a lot of those veterans, Rudy Gay is gone now. So I think a lot of the offensive burden is definitely on him. I think a lot of those San Antonio guys could be um, up there, you know, um, Murray, I, you know, Mur- I don't know how I feel about Murray. You know, I really don't. I don't know if, cause he was almost like, he was shy before shy, right? Yeah. Shay, I mean, he was Shay he, before Shay. You know, he you know was, what I mean? He was everything we wanted Frank to be. <laughs> oh man i think i think he's on another level he's a pest on the defensive end and he can actually like shoot and take it to the ribs i mean yeah it's a pretty good player <laughs> i don't know i when i see him it's like did we like is this the best he could be or is there another step to his game because if there was another uh you know step to his game Maybe would have seen it already, but he's still young. Definitely still yeah, young. Yeah, that's yeah. It's the thing with some of these players. I mean, they, then again, like no one would have predicted Julius going into last year. So it could it could be anyone, man. Anyone could have a breakout year. For sure, for sure. Uh, Lonzo Ball, I see on this list. You know, can't. You know, if he has a breakout year for Chicago, if they, sh- I mean, I mean, if Chicago has a breakout year, uh, you could only say Lonzo Ball has a major factor in that with uh, Zach Levine. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, moving on, uh, rookie of the year. Uh, Vegas Insider has my guy Cade coming in at uh, number one, followed by Jalen Green, followed by Jalen Snuggs, and then uh, Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley. You know, you know, we we studied this rookie class for for forever. I feel like, and um, you know, all these guys, you know, they they. They can make a mark in the league, but, you know, I think one guy that I have my eyes on is, is the top two guys, right? They're going to have the most opportunity, maybe the top three guys, right? I think Snugs definitely has a, a chance at that because they're going to give him the ball in Orlando. You can only think they took him, what, fourth or fifth with all the guards they have and not put the ball in his hands, right? right. So I definitely think just a statistical, uh, you know, point of view, he has a good chance. Uh, Jalen Green, you gotta think like they—they're just gonna let him do whatever, and, and Kate as well, right? What, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, if I had to pick, it would definitely be Kate, just because there's just—he's gonna be able to play through his mistakes and just yeah. like do whatever the hell he wants in that Detroit team this year. I mean, I'm looking at some of the other names like I like Book Knight a lot, but I don't think. He's How much gonna, opportunity, right? Right, this year that he's gonna be able to do it. Um, I like, I like, I like Kaminga and Moody, but again, opportunity. I don't think they'll play enough. Um, Jalen Green, he has chance. Suggs, your boy Scotty Barnes, they could all win it. Um, I'm lower on Mobley than most people are, just because the fit in Cleveland I feel yeah. like is strange. Yeah, yeah, but. I mean, I like him as a player, obviously, but yeah, I mean, rookie of the year, if I had to pick, I'd go Cade. Not for sure. Um, interesting you talked about Mobley because, you know, some guys think, you know, some experts believe that he was the most talented guy in the draft, mm-hmm. but um, the situation he is in in Cleveland <laughs> is a shitty one, bro. It's a shitty one, but I, I don't know. I don't see how that situation, I don't see how he wins rookie of the year. I don't see how he's this high up. Like I, I yeah, that's why that's the only reason I brought it up. Is like his name surprised me that it was up there. I'm, I'm not. I mean, I guess, that. I guess because I mean, outside, like who below him really would be over there? I mean, there was like Davion Mitchell, or I guess, I, but yeah, I haven't had Davion ahead of Mobley, honestly. Uh yeah, right. I, I don't get that. Um, another name on this list that I see. Uh, wait. Jared Butler's in New Orleans. I thought he went to Utah. Like what? Wait, who? Jared oh. Butler from from from. Oh Baylor. yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I I don't know where he got drafted. I'll be honest I, with you. I thought he went to Utah, but that's weird. I thought he went to Utah, but uh, yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, you see McBride down here. I don't know how much opportunity he gets for that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I definitely don't see him having. A huge role this year maybe young games like i don't know kemba said during media day that he, 
that put not playing back to backs was also the Celtics idea, not his. So we'll see what actually happens with that. But I mean, maybe if, you know, him or Rose are out of game, he'll get some minutes or called up or whatever for those games. But as far as being like a regular rotation piece, I think you'd have to put together a really, really good camp and preseason for him to even have a chance at that. 100% agree. 100% agree. Um, switching over defensive player of the year odds. Um, you know, at, at the top, no surprise, we got Goldberg, we got Simmons, we got uh, Miles Turner coming back from injury. They got him pretty high up here. Uh, and Bean and Davis, Toronto, your top five at Vegas Insider. Um, I'm tired of Ben Simmons getting robbed, bro. Like, he needs to finally win this award. So, like, you know, 20 years from now, we could look at him as one of the best defensive players in the game at, at his uh, in his era as he is. I think it's, it's ridiculous he hasn't won one yet. Whatever situation he goes to next, um, definitely has strong odds for that. Um, you know, you know, Bam, uh, people talking about his uh, offensive development, but I think if Miami is going to have, if Miami is going to compete at a high level, uh, I think Bam needs to play at a defensive player of the year uh, type of season. He needs to be in that top three cat, uh, you know, category. I agree. And I think he's definitely capable of doing it too. I mean, he's a free guy. Bam's one of my favorite players in the NBA, to be honest with you. Yeah, he, he definitely has a unique skill set. And he, you got to remember, man, he's 6'9", bro. That's what I mean. His so like span is just crazy. It's all, it's all like strength for him, you know, down mm-hmm. there, you know. Um, other names that we see, uh, we talked about DeJounte Murray. We talked, you know, Marcus Smart. Uh, maybe this is his time to get up there uh, and win one. Uh, you know, Boston, I think they're going to uh, rely on him heavily on the defensive end. Uh, not too many stoppers on Boston. You know, they, they've been a decently, uh, no. a pretty good defensive team. Uh, I guess Ziggy doesn't agree with that. <laughs> He's <laughs> but, like, what you say? <laughs> Boston sucks on defense, man. Uh, what do you mean? Boston. But, but definitely Marcus Smart. You know, Jimmy Butler. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, with some names that, that surprise that, that you would think. Well, to be honest with you, like, as far as defensive player of the year goes this year, I'll just be happy if Rudy Gobert doesn't win it again. Like, I'm so <laughs> damn sick of seeing Rudy Gobert win defensive player of the year. And I get it. He's a good defender and everything. But just, like, I I, I just want to see someone else win it. I just don't want to see it go to a rim-protecting center who doesn't really do much, like, on the perimeter and stuff. And, like, the blocks are crazy. The rim protection's crazy. All the stats are great. Like, I'm not trying to take anything away from Rudy Gobert. But just in terms of just the NBA, it's like, it's okay. Like even like LeBron, it gets great to see is like, he didn't win like MVP after MVP after MVP. It's like, you got to stop giving it to the same guy. And I don't think like Gobert is even on that same like LeBron stratosphere of like players. Like, I think like, you know, if it's a player like LeBron, you, you should be more likely to make an exception than a player like Rudy. But I'd like to see, like you said, like, Bam, I really think it's a good chance to win. Um, I like Thibel from the Sixers. I say that. I, I think, think I think with Simmons gone, he's gonna pick up a lot of that responsibility. hundred percent agree. Yep, yep. Um, and I mean he's like he's a little older for some than I and some like younger players in the league, and younger than I always think he is, because I always picture him as like a rookie still for whatever reason. But um I think he definitely will fill that role for uh, the Sixers this year but with, with Ben leaving. For sure. Um, it's surprising to see Brooke Lopez name one here. I, you know, he did make a all defensive oh, wow. team, <laughs> he, he, which is crazy. You know, the first, you know, um, the bubble year, actually, uh, Brooke Lopez, uh, he got an all defensive team. You know that, right? I did not know that. That was news to me. Yeah, bro. He this this just like last year, two years ago. He you know he was known as one of the better defensive players. And last year in the finals, he got exposed on that drop coverage, bro. Yeah, yeah right. From the whole, yeah, the whole series. So I, I I don't really see Bigfoot uh Brook Lopez winning that award. No, no, I think that's a little little carried away with the with the championship hype there. For sure, for sure. Um, you know, as far as maybe not defensively, but just 
a conversation for most improved. Um, how you feel about DeAndre Ayton? You know, he was supposed to get a contract extension. Uh, interesting to see Michael Porter Jr. getting a contract extension before Ayton. Um, but that's a thing. Uh, how do you feel about Aiton maybe winning defensive player of the year, maybe just winning most improved? You never know. But uh, how do you feel, man? Um, I like Aiton a lot. And it's hard to say. I mean, he took a big leap last year. Yeah, especially and, defensively. Right, right. And it's hard to say how much of the offensive leap was just having Chris Paul there. Which, I mean, I know it's easy to just, like, say, like, having Chris Paul makes you a better player. But, like, look at, like, the big men that – have played with Chris Paul, like DeAndre Jordan made, he set the field goal percentage record play with Chris Paul from all the oops and Lob City that Mitch broke a few years ago. So, I mean, I think, I think all the talent's there for it, but I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll do enough on that end of things that on the offense, or like I said, you know, the defensive end, I don't think on the defensive end he'll be quite enough to be defense player of the year or anything like that, but most improved, I could maybe see. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We'll, we'll see how that works out in Phoenix. Um, you know, and switching over to the sixth man of the year, you know, Vegas insider, they got Clarkson uh, top, at the top of the list trying to go back to back. They got my boy Kevin Herter up there coming off the bench. He should be starting for Atlanta. Uh, alongside of uh, Hunter at the two, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Patty Mills at Brooklyn, see if he could help them win the championship. Joe Ingles was always going to be in the conversation. Uh, a unique Swiss Army knife for the Utah Jazz. Uh, Halliburton, who surprised me his rookie year. Uh, you know, I was pretty much like, this guy's not a lottery pick, you know, based off the film. But uh, definitely, uh, I got to watch more full games of prospects because I did not get to see his IQ. If I were to if I were to watch like the games that I own the games, I, I would have like saw his IQ and I would have ranked him a little higher than I did uh before, but yeah, I definitely see Tyrese Halliburton being up there for six man of the year. Uh Dragic, uh his situation with Toronto. Uh I don't know if he starts. I, I would like to see Malachi Flynn get that start in Toronto. I think they'd be way more competitive. I think he will. Yeah, I think I think Goran Dragic will be like a six man for them. I don't think they're going to try to trot him out to play heavy minutes. I don't think they're like. I think Toronto wants to get back to winning this year, but like I don't think like they're in desperation to start Goran Dragic level like desperation to win yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely for sure. And Malachi Flynn, you know, out of Michigan State. He had a great uh, summer league, at least. Great summer league, great rookie year. I mean, defensively, he's going to be there, could shoot the ball. uh, A great piece for Toronto. Toronto knows how to draft. That's another organization I I, I respect uh, drafting-wise. They they, they could build a team. Uh, And who I think is going to win this award, uh, Derrick Rose, man. Shout out to Derrick Rose. I think he definitely – the impact that he's going to have for our team. I think we're going to be able to attack teams in waves, you know, the starting unit, the the second unit, even, you know, our young guy we were talking before with McBride, uh, Grimes, and, 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 you know, I think we're able to attack teams in waves and, and Derek Rose leading that second unit, man, I, I see him hosting that, uh, that six man of the year award at the end of the year. Uh, see, I really wanted to go with Derek Rose here. And the reason I didn't, is it's, it's twofold, I guess. The first part is just that he ended up third this year in sixth man of the year. Just so, like, I don't know. I'm just one of those people that thinks that sometimes when you do the same thing, like, year after year, it kind of starts to be taken for granted. And seeing that he got so much recognition and love last year, maybe this year in like a minute split with Kemba, which is the other thing is that maybe he won't be playing as many minutes and won't be asked to do as much because him and Kemba will be splitting it so equally that he won't like be considered by everybody a six man really. But I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a lot of names on here that really surprised me to see too, like six man a year seeing if TJ McConnell down there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like yeah, they I got know. Kobe White. They 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, Kobe Ware will have his opportunity off the bench. Like, I yeah, see no, he, he will. He could be a spark plug, maybe. But a six man? I don't know. That's what I mean. Yeah. There's a lot of people in here that, I don't know. I mean, I think. Brunson has a good chance. Yeah, Brunson I see Brunson's has a good name. chance. Yeah, yeah. Patty Mills is there for Brooklyn, but I don't think he'll. Actually, he might with the fucking Kyrie shit. Maybe he'll play a ton of minutes, too many minutes to be six man even. But uh, how you yeah. feel about Shake? Shake Milton? Uh, he could win it. Um, I really like Shake a lot actually uh, in Philly. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, early on, obviously, there'll be plenty playing opportunity for him and uh, was it Springer they drafted, right? Yep. So, I mean, if there's a chance for um, Springer to play early on, it'll be, you know, before the Simmons trade, well, they're down a man. So, it'd be interesting to see those two in the backcourt together. But I think, um, is Lou Williams still playing? Did he sign again? Yeah, he's coming back to Atlanta. Oh, man. That, I kind of wish he wasn't, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, right. I don't know. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn, I don't think he's going to win it. I don't think he'll play enough. Portis' name is there. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yo, what is Portis' name doing over on this list, man? I get it. He's good for like, a few of those games every year. He had the great run with Milwaukee. He fills a nice little hole for them, and he had a good season. But come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan Poole's name is there. I don't know if he'll get the opportunity, but I like yeah, his skill set. Yeah. He has that, you know, he has one. He has that skill set that that Terry Rozier Garland skill set. Like I, I like, I like Jordan Poole's game. Uh, I don't know, man. Alfred Simons does he finally develop into you know a six man a year guy? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I could see someone like you know. Uh, what's his name? Clarkson or uh, whoever. What's his name? Who else plays for Utah? Uh, uh, Joe they, Ingles. Yeah, I can see them. Either of them winning it. I mean, they were both one and two last year. So I mean, it's tough to say, just because Utah seems. That's I just still don't really get how Jordan Clarkson won last year. Just there's so many people on that Utah team off the bench like so many options if you, if you sign kevin porter jr to that massive contract and now you have jordan clarkson and joseph Ingles coming off the bench like he really a six man at that point who who, who wins it in his place then that's and like right i mean gonna have to be someone steps up but like man this list is not looking promising how, how you feel about uh taylor horton tucker um Lakers fans believe he's going to be Michael Jordan sometime in the future. <laughs> but I, th- I think you're understating it. <laughs> I think they're going to be Michael Jordan times two. Man. He's going to win three six peats. Like, yeah. I, 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 he's a cool little player and all, but yeah, yeah. Man, every time I see that, I just shake my head, man. Every time I see that, I don't know what's going on. I'm hoping, I'm hoping Cameron Payne wins it. That's what I'm rooting for. Cameron Payne, I, I, he'll get his opportunity definitely. Uh, yeah. Depending on Chris Paul's health, uh, they just signed him to an extension. Remember, so which is, I think he'll be like what forty at the end of that contract because he's like thirty six now, right? Is he Chris Paul? You mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, no, I thought you were talking about uh, point the other point guard, but uh, no, uh, yeah, Chris Paul's gonna be pretty old. He's making insane. Him and DeRozan, man, they're gonna be making crazy money when they're. Really old players, and I think I think Chris Paul's game is going to hold up better than DeRozan's does. But sheesh, definitely, definitely, we'll see, we'll see. Um, you know, one last thing I want to talk about before uh, we sign off on this pod is you know Nick's uh, Nick's uh, media day was uh, here. Good to see all the guys come together. Um, looked like a one big happy family. But uh, you know, as far as the mid situation doesn't seem like he's going to start the season. Um, seems like he's still having, still progressing with the foot, I guess. Um, we got Mitch and we we got Noel shooting corner threes. I, I don't know how realistic that is, but um, hopefully not like at all. <laughs> hopefully, work work on catching oops and shit. Like work on your Thank hands, you. bro. Don't yeah, be putting up corner threes, trying to turn into what Miles Turner or whatever. I don't, I, we don't need that. 
but uh, you know, what's your thoughts on the Mitch thing? Uh, I think it's important for us to speak about this. A uh, big part of our future, big part of this season. I feel like you know we're, we're going to be competing at a high, high level. Uh, Noel can't be our starter, uh, you know, long term. He could fill in, you know, here and there, but uh, Mitch is definitely the man at center, and we won't be able to get him in at the beginning of the season, uh, which sucks because I'm pretty much. Uh, I'm going to be at the games in the beginning of the season, so I won't be able to see a match, but how do you feel, man? Um, I think from all of the reports, it sounds like the Knicks are like willing to let Mitchell Robinson like test free agency and, you know, see what the best offer is and match it if they have to and let him play out this year and kind of prove it, which if you're the Knicks really isn't the worst thing in the world. You know, you, he has had some injury issues. Do I think they're overblown? Sure. But like the fact that you're a big man coming off a broken foot, it's never like the ideal situation. Speaking of, did you hear Zion broke his foot? I, I didn't, wait, what you said? They kind of Zion, Zion Williamson broke his foot. No, I, no, I don't think he didn't break. I think, I think he, he had, had surgery on it. Yeah, he broke his foot. No, 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 no. I think he had, I think it's the knee, bro. It's the knee. Oh, uh, I was pretty sure it was foot. But either way, something. It's not good for Zion Williamson coming down with all that weight on his knees, but all that time isn't going to end well. But I mean, Mitch, I think, I think he'll, I think he's going to have a really good year. And at that point, it's going to come down to what other teams offer him. Because I mean, I think that if he is asking for some like crazy Jared Allen money, then I don't think any other team's going to give it to him either. But you do have Nerlens on a fairly reasonable deal that if the price gets too steep, you're not scrambling to, you know, find alternative answers. You're not scrambling to sign him to a bad contract just to lock up a big man because you at least have one for the next few years. So I think them signing Nerlens gives you every indication of how uncertain and fluid the situation is. But I definitely think that in the eyes of the front office that Mitch is still a part of the future and that he just needs to have a year to actually stay healthy and show it on the court before they're willing to put pen to paper on a deal like that. And I think the Knicks are more willing to give him a deal if he shows out. Like, I think – right. So- you know, if he if he comes in, like I'm not saying he'll have like a Julius Randle year, but if he comes in and he, you know, he shuts everybody up and you know he's that guy at, at the center position, I I don't see why not why the Knicks would, would not open up the checkbook, right? Yeah, yeah, as long as you're not paying them like some absurd amount of money. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't pay him what we're but the Cavs are paying Jared Allen still, probably. No, no. But I mean Somewhere between there and like twelve million, yeah, I think there's a middle ground there that can work for sure. And uh, you know, one last thing, uh, Obi, you know, Obi has been you know talking a lot during this uh, media day, speaking about all the work he's put in. Uh, you know, Tibbs actually uh, spoke with the media today and said that uh, they probably you know last year the numbers were very inefficient with Obi and Randall playing together. So we probably won't see that. Tibbs Tib said that today. Like we, like don't even don't ask me about that no more. Like that's not happening. Yeah. Tibbs so, Tibbs loves his room protection. He's not giving that up for to play Randall and Obi together. And I have an attachment to Obi now, and I don't know. You know, it's the it's. I don't know how much like playing he gets, man. Like it's. That's, yeah, we we say this all the time. Yeah, it's an, it's an issue, man. It's, it's just, an issue, huge issue. It's just because I mean, yeah, you drafted him eighth overall, and that's the reason this offseason I kind of was more open, I think, than you were a little bit to the Sexton trade, is because like it just the positional value is so off with him here that I don't know if he'll ever play enough to to bring his value high enough to like bring in anything that's really worth what you're giving out which really sucks because i really like ob as a player and like if he is a good player you want to get the most you can for him but if he's only playing 15 minutes a game it's that's a small sample size to try to sell a team on i know i 100 agree man 
and hopefully you know he he definitely shows more improvement it seems like he's been working on you know being more aggressive uh opening up his game more in the mid-range uh you know hopefully he's more efficient at the three-point line because you know we uh, we have a few guards that's going to be you know boy uh dominate you know quickly uh rose you know rose is more of an attacking guard more than a ball distributor so you know hopefully and i think the big thing for him to stay on the court uh you know obviously the defense with his but uh, he can't shoot 30% from three this year. That, that that cannot happen for him, especially with all the guards, all the kickouts. Uh, hopefully, we see him more in pick and roll. Uh, hopefully, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, hoping for the best for him. Definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much everything. This is probably the season finale of season one of the Corner 3 podcast. Uh, probably, you know, next time we, me and Nolan get on, probably we're going to be talking about preseason and uh that's when season two would start uh make sure to follow me and nolan on twitter uh make sure to check out our websites uh hopefully you know when the season comes we're gonna have more articles coming out uh you could check out uh our episodes on the website as well and um yeah check out make sure to be on the lookout for season two i check you out uh nolan i guess we'll see Whenever. I guess I'll see you whenever. Yes. Talk to you soon, for sure. Yeah.